0: Picture this, you're on a John Deere compact tractor, enjoying the sun as you clear brush across your pasture. You just have to get in the seat. Learn more at johndeere.com slash get in the seat or visit a dealer near you.
1: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Money Girl podcast. I'm your host, Laura Adams. I'm a personal finance expert and author based in Austin, Texas. And on this show, I get into the nitty-gritty of personal finance to give you the knowledge, tools, and inspiration to live rich and love the journey. So let me know what topics you'd like to hear about on future shows. That's really one of the biggest ways that I get topics that I talk to you about. I look for trends and see where people are asking about certain things, either maybe things in the news or just general personal finance topics that seem to be kind of flooding in at once. And the best way to reach me is on my contact page at lauradadams.com. Or you can always tweet me. If you're not following me on Twitter, I am at Laura. Adams. That's at L-A-U-R-A-A-D-A-M-S. And as always, don't worry about taking notes as you're listening to the show if there's something that you think, wow, I want to remember that. It's always in the show notes that are on the Money Girl section at quickanddirtytips.com. It's all there for you. This is episode number 507 called How to Open an IRA, Understand Eligibility, Rollovers, and early retirement. And I wanted to do this show because I've gotten a bunch of questions recently about IRAs. What I find is that a lot of people are held back from using a retirement account like an IRA or even a workplace plan like a 401k because they just don't understand exactly how they work. They do come with a lot of rules and that can be confusing. And if you're not using the accounts the right way, or you're not sort of optimizing them for your situation, that could be the difference between having a secure future or just scraping by after you stop working in retirement. The benefits of using retirement accounts are so, so powerful. You get to skip taxes on either the money that you contribute on the front end Or on the withdrawals that you take out in retirement, depending on whether you're using a traditional or a Roth account. No matter if you're employed, self employed, or in some cases unemployed, you can use an IRA to your advantage to accumulate more money and build wealth faster. In this podcast, I'll answer four questions about IRAs that should shed some light on who's eligible to use them, how to do rollovers tips to retire early, and some other advice to help you use them to your advantage. So the first IRA question comes from Chris P., who says, I make about $72,000 a year, but if I qualify for a sales bonus, I may earn more. I want to open an IRA, but don't know if I'm eligible based on my income. If not, where should I invest? Thanks for your question, Chris. And I'm so glad that you're doing well in your career and may have a sales bonus coming this year. I'm gonna give you a quick review of the eligibility requirements for both traditional and Roth IRAs. A traditional IRA is available to anyone with any amount of earned income. And even minors can have an IRA as long as they're making some amount of money at maybe a part-time job or a full-time job during the summer you can make contributions to a traditional IRA, no matter if you earn $5,000 or $5 million a year. So Chris, you can definitely have a traditional IRA if you like. You contribute to a traditional IRA on a pre-tax basis. So that means that you're getting a tax break in the current year. It's reducing. What you owe in taxes in the year that you make those contributions. And then you take withdrawals of those contributions plus their earnings and you pay income tax on them in the future when you retire. So, Chris, I'm wondering if maybe you're thinking about a Roth IRA because a Roth IRA is only available to those who earn less than an annual income limit. For 2017, you're allowed to make contributions to a Roth IRA only when your modified adjusted gross income is less than the following thresholds. So if you're married filing jointly, you cannot earn more than $196,000. That's household income. If you file taxes as a qualifying widow or widower, it's the same amount, $196,000. That's the income threshold. Now, if you're single, it's lower. You can earn up to $133,000. And if you earn more than that, you are not eligible to make contributions. And it's the same if you're head of household and also if you're married filing separately and you do not live together. Again, that's $133,000. But there's a much lower limit if you're married filing separately and you live together. It's just $10,000. So Chris, if you are a single taxpayer and your 2017 income does not exceed $133,000, you are qualified for a Roth IRA. But what if you do get that big sales bonus that you mentioned, and maybe it's so big that it throws you over that threshold, and now you're ineligible for a Roth IRA? Well, that would be a terrific problem to have, Chris, so I hope that happens to you and I hope that happens to everyone who's listening to this show. If you contribute too much to a Roth IRA or you contribute and then later on you find that you're now ineligible, it's easy to fix. So don't let that concern keep you from making contributions. Anytime you overcontribute to a traditional or a Roth IRA, contact the administrator of your account as soon as possible to discuss your options. It's actually a common situation that custodians are used to dealing with and helping investors resolve. If you make a correction before certain deadlines, you may have zero penalty or just a small one. There are typically four ways to correct excess IRA contributions. The first is called recharacterization. This involves transferring excess contributions from one IRA to another type of IRA. So you could move all or any excess Roth IRA contributions into a traditional IRA, up to the annual limit. This is really the best option because you're still investing money for retirement, even if you're not qualified for a Roth IRA. You can get it in your traditional IRA. The second way to fix an overcontribution is called timely removal. This allows you to withdraw any excess or unwanted contributions plus any investment gains or minus any losses. The deadline to do this is tax day. So typically it's April 15, but you also get a six-month extension. So that generally puts you at October 15th. You will owe taxes plus a 10% penalty on any earnings generated by your excess contribution, but not on the contribution itself. Okay, the third way to fix this situation is a late removal. So basically, this allows you to remove excess contributions after October 15th of the following year. However, you will owe a 6% penalty every year that an excess remains in the account. So you don't want to be late. You want to get it done on time. And the fourth way is called a carry forward. This allows you to offset any excess contributions by subtracting them from your limit for the following year. Now that's as long as you qualify to make a contribution, of course. This could correct a situation when you accidentally contribute too much to either a traditional or a Roth IRA. But the downside is that you still owe a 6% penalty on excess amounts. For every year that an overage isn't corrected. So if you don't meet the deadline, you're going to get that 6% penalty. But if you do a carry forward, it's just for that one year until you square it back up. For 2017, the most you contribute to either a traditional IRA, a Roth IRA, or to a combination of both of them is $5,500. Or, $6,500 6500 if you're over age 50. And you can split contributions into any proportion you like, such as 1000 to a traditional IRA and 4500 to a Roth IRA. But I want to repeat, you cannot max out both of them in the same year. Your aggregate limit to an IRA either traditional or Roth is just the 5500 or 6500 if you're over age 50. And if you're interested in learning more about these retirement accounts plus other types of accounts, you might be interested in a one-page PDF download that I created that will help you know which type of account is best for you. It's a free resource that summarizes the rules for the most popular types of accounts, and it gives some recommendations for the best places to open them up. So if you want this one-page resource, just text the word retire. R E T I R E. Text that word to the number 33444 and I'll send it out right away. Now, Chris didn't mention if his company offers a 401k retirement plan. If so, that's the first place he should invest. I love employer plans because they come with so many great benefits. For instance, your contributions are automatically deducted from your paycheck before you ever see the money. In addition, you get high contribution limits. I'll cover those in a second. You also get legal protection from creditors in case you ever get into financial trouble. You typically get complimentary access to financial advisors, and you may even receive free matching funds from your employer. For 2017, you can contribute up to $18,000 to a workplace plan. That's almost three times what you can put into an IRA. And if you're over age 50, you can put in $24,000 to a workplace plan, like a 401k, 403b, or a 457. So I'd like you to make a goal to contribute a minimum of 10 to 15% of your income to a plan at work before using other types of retirement accounts. And if you don't have a retirement plan at work, no problem, just go straight to an IRA. If you're not contributing at work right now or you're contributing just a small amount, what you want to do is increase your contribution each year until you max it out. As I mentioned, the limits are pretty high, 18,000 or 24,000. If you do that and you still have more money to invest, then you can max out both a workplace plan and an IRA in the same year. However, the tax benefits of using both a workplace plan and an IRA depend on which type of IRA you have. So to learn more about that, I'd encourage you to go back and listen to podcast number 492 called Can You Contribute to a 401k and an IRA in the Same Year? That will help you understand some of the limitations that you're going to get if you're using a workplace plan and a traditional IRA specifically. Chris, I hope that helps you. You are definitely qualified for an IRA, but I would encourage you to go with your workplace plan first and then max out an IRA, either a traditional or a Roth IRA. Okay, moving on to question number two. This one comes from Jeff W., who says, If my wife decides to quit a job with a 401k and stay home for a few years after we start a family, what options does she have to continue saving for retirement? Jeff, this is a great question. I'm really glad you're thinking ahead. IRA rules allow the breadwinner in a marriage to fund an account for a non-working partner in any year that you file taxes jointly. It doesn't matter why one spouse isn't earning income. He or she could be a stay-at-home parent. They could be unemployed. Or even working to get a business off the ground and just not making any money yet. This is a little known benefit that many married couples are not taking advantage of. So, depending on your income, you can choose to contribute to either a traditional IRA, a Roth IRA, or as I've mentioned, a combination of both for you and your spouse. But as I've mentioned, if you have a workplace plan, max that out first. And again, the income threshold to qualify for a Roth IRA in 2017 is $196,000 when you're married and file a joint return. So if you earn more than that, both of you would only be eligible for a traditional IRA. Okay, question number three comes from Molly from Chicago. She says, I'm 29 years old, make about $70,000 a year and have no debt. After listening to your podcast, I've saved about $15,000 in a high interest savings account and have been investing in an IRA and the stock market. My job offers a 401k with no matching, so I haven't enrolled in that plan. I was born with a chronic heart condition, and doctors say that I may live to be 70, but probably not long after that. I have good insurance that allows me to pay for the expensive medical care I need. Because life is short, I'd love to retire in my 40s or 50s, but I'm stumped on how to save for retirement because I'm concerned about having to pay early withdrawal penalties. Would it be better for me to put more in my savings instead of contributing to a retirement account? I know you have to prepare for the unexpected, but I also want to enjoy what I have while I still can. Money Girl is sponsored by Claritin. Clared in D is that it starts working in as little as 30 minutes. Plus, it's non-drowsy, so you can still make the most of your day. Molly, I really appreciate you sending in this question. There are a couple of solutions to avoid early withdrawal penalties from retirement accounts when you're younger than 59 and a half. First, let's cover the benefits you get with a Roth IRA. With a Roth, your contributions are not tax deductible, which means you make them on an after-tax basis. Because you pay tax upfront on your Roth contributions, you're allowed to withdraw them at any time for any reason you don't owe the IRS additional tax or penalties on the amount of your original contributions if you've owned the account for five years. However, the earnings or investment growth that your contributions create would be subject to a 10% early withdrawal penalty. For instance, if you opened a Roth IRA in 2010 and you have contributions that total $30,000 and you've got earnings of $3,000, your account is now worth $33,000. If you're younger than 59 and a half, you could tap up to $30,000 from the account with no restrictions, no tax liability, no penalties. But you'd owe income tax plus an additional 10% penalty withdrawal on 3,000 on your earnings unless you qualify for an exemption. And I won't go into all the exemptions here because I've podcasted about them before. So if you want to learn more details about the exemptions that apply for taking early withdrawals from a Roth IRA, listen to podcast number 494 called Four Penalty-Free Ways to Use a Roth IRA Before Retirement. The beauty of using a Roth IRA is that your money is restricted, but it's not completely locked away. Of all the retirement accounts, a Roth gives you the most spending flexibility. So Molly, that's one option to be able to take retirement early and not have to pay penalties on the full amount. But there's also a little known rule that you can use to completely avoid the 10% early withdrawal penalty from any type of retirement account if you need or want to tap it early. This goes by a few different names, including a 72T plan, a 72T distribution, substantially equal periodic payments, and SEP, S-E-P-P, plan for short. The 72T rule allows you to set up a plan to take equal monthly or annual distributions from an IRA or a workplace plan, as long as you no longer work for your employer. It's not to be used lightly because it does come with restrictions and some financial consequences if you don't use it the right way. The amount you can withdraw using a 72T plan is calculated using one of three accounting methods approved by the IRS. And I'm not going to bore you with the details on those accounting methods, but some of the factors include your account balance, your age, and your life expectancy. Payments you receive from a 72T plan that were not previously taxed, such as for a traditional IRA or a 401k, would be subject to income tax. And once you begin taking these distributions early, you cannot stop taking them for a certain amount of time. Once you start a series of substantially equal periodic payments, you must continue the withdrawals for a minimum of five years or until you reach age 59 and a half, whichever is longer. Then you can take retirement distributions any way you like. Most traditional accounts force you to take annual required minimum distributions once you reach age 70 and a half, whether you used a 72T plan or not. And another rule that you have to follow once you begin a 72T plan is that you can't make any new contributions to the account or add any rollover funds. The account is basically frozen while a distribution plan is in place. So creating one of these 72T plans can be fantastic if you've got plenty of money in your retirement account and you're ready to tap it before reaching the official age of 59 and a half. It's a penalty-free way to start spending your retirement funds early on anything you like, such as medical expenses or travel. Molly, if you decide to begin a 72T plan, be sure to get help from a tax professional who has experience setting these plans up. If you take too little or too much or You miss a distribution deadline, that can trigger expensive income tax and penalties from the original date that you made an error. So, Molly, I hope that helps you. There's definitely a way to get money out of your retirement accounts if you need to do it early and you want to do it without paying taxes and penalties. I talked a little bit more about 72T plans back in podcast number 495. Called Investing FAQs, how to get higher returns, retire early, and do rollovers. Okay, the last IRA question that I'll cover comes from Allison S. She says, I'm a big fan of the show and listen every chance I get. I love the format of your podcast and the topics you cover. My husband contributes 10% of his income to a 401k with matching. He also has an annuity through a trade association. And we're wondering if he can roll it over into either his 401k or a new IRA. What are the rollover rules we should know? Also, can you contribute the maximum amounts to both a traditional IRA and a Roth IRA in the same year? Or is it an aggregate limit? Allison, thanks so much for your kind words and your great questions. She actually asked a lot more than I read here, but I'm I'm kind of boiling it down to the essence for you. Both retirement accounts and annuities can be rolled over into other types of accounts without triggering taxes or penalties if they have the same tax status. For instance, you can roll over a traditional 401k or a SEP IRA into a traditional IRA because they're all tax-deferred accounts. But if you own an annuity outside of an IRA, or outside of a workplace retirement plan, it can only be rolled over into another qualified annuity using a special rule called a 1035 exchange. That allows you to move money into a different annuity contract without paying taxes or penalties. However, you may have to pay what's called an annuity surrender fee. Distributions from an annuity or from a retirement plan before you reach age 59 and a half Get taxed as ordinary income, plus you pay an additional 10% early withdrawal penalty. So Allison, unless your husband's annuity is owned inside of a retirement plan, you cannot do a rollover to another retirement plan. And as I previously mentioned, you are allowed to split the annual contribution limit between a traditional IRA and a Roth IRA in the same year In any proportion you like. For instance, you could send $3,000 to a traditional IRA and $2,500 to a Roth IRA. But I'd encourage your husband to max out his workplace plan first before investing in other types of retirement accounts. And to learn more about investing in a 401k, you might want to check out podcast 385 called Seven Pros and Cons of Investing in a 401k at Work. For all of you listening who have a 401k but are not participating, you really need to get on the bandwagon. I'm going to really try to give you some tough love here and tell you you need to enroll. And I'm being tough with you because I was someone who did not invest in a 401k for many years after I was qualified for one because I just didn't understand them. When I was in my 20s and I started working and qualifying for retirement accounts at work, I was really concerned that if I left the company, I'd lose my money. That is not how they work. You get to maintain all of your money. You get to roll it over either into a new 401k at your new job or into an IRA. And there's no downside, only upside to putting money in your workplace plan. So I can't encourage you enough to get started, even if it's at a low limit, even if you're just contributing 1%, 2%, or even if it's $50 as a flat fee from each paycheck. The key to getting ahead is to live below your financial means, maintain or increase your income, and use tax advantage retirement accounts so you can invest as much as possible. To keep the money conversation going, I'd love for you to join my private Facebook group called Dominate Your Dollars. It's filled with like-minded people who are reaching for and accomplishing big financial goals just like you. To request your invitation, visit Dominate Your Dollars on Facebook or send me a text message for immediate access. Just text DOLLARS, D-O-L-L-A-R-S, to the number 33444. I hope to see you in the group. That's all for now. This is Laura Adams signing out. I'll talk to you next week. Courtesy of Money Girl, your guide to a richer life.